Welcome everybody, welcome everybody who's listening, who's tuning in and who's ready for some new juice. Uh, I'm Ava and I'm your host and before we start this show I want to let you know there are several ways to give back. Before we receive we also make a commitment to give back either way you give back to yourself or you give back to the community or you give back to me now by giving back to yourself is basically applying what resonates with you what is your truth together with what is shared and working on yourself just evolving right evolving second giving back to the community if you already are aware of this truth within you and you find truths within what is shared then continue sharing it you can share by subscribing and then sharing on the social media platforms all of the links is below as well as on my webpage where you can share my webpage information or just simply share what parts of the these episodes work with you and how they work with you on a personal level that way people can understand it more thoroughly and more deeply and we can continue on spreading the ripple effects the waves on the water and let the sunshine hit where the shadows is hiding now to the third part by giving back to me uh you can do this by easily subscribing like i said through my web page but also of course sharing like i told you and then most importantly if you wish to donate you can donate because i do this on a freely basis purely because i love it but i also do want to make sure that i can stabilize an income and so if you want to contribute to that which makes me grow which makes you grow which makes everybody grow then you can do that through the donate button or the donate link and you'll find that too in the description box and you easily donate any amount to my PayPal account so thank you for doing that as well now let's get on to the show let's get on to the juice let's get on to what is cooking enjoy this episode bless So this one is about expectations and yes, I will definitely speak about the virus and about the spring equinox and I will also speak about emotional responses and just anger management or non-management and playfulness and creativity and all of that. But this one is definitely about expectations and I wanted to make a point how when crisis hits we can either expect the worst or we can expect the best and there will be a lot of institutions that expects the worst out of people and there will be a lot of people who expects the worst out of institutions there will also be plenty of people hopefully more that will expect the best out of institutions and some will get very disappointed The thing is you can't really put the trust and expectations in anybody else but yourself. And once you put it in yourself, don't expect the worst. Always, always expect the best. And the best, you know what the best is? The best is unexpectable. You can always expect the unexpected. 
And by doing so, you surprise yourself. You go into a mode of allowance and you trust. This is what all of my writings is about, almost. And many of my storytellings is about as well. So if you want to find out more tools about how to come into that space of allowance, you can go into my website and you'll find the link below. And you can go into ava.com slash transmissions or the new earth transmissions. And you can just click the link and you'll go directly to my blog and you'll find all of my articles and my podcast right there. You can also go into bookings and book a service with me. Because right now, I'm definitely eager to serve. I'm definitely eager and curious to meet everyone and to greet those who need assistance to come into remembrance of what it means to truly expect the unexpected, what it means to truly be at peace with what is, what it means to truly remember the divinity and God within. And it doesn't have to be so big, which it usually can be, but it can be the smallest things. The smallest things can put us back into trust, just as the smallest things can wobble us into fear and into doubt. So I want to remember that we have the right tools when we come into a place of crisis. I've been trained my whole life for crises like this. Emotionally, I have. So that I can be in a space of trust, of peace. And many of us lightworkers have gone through a lot of initiations so that we can be in a space of trust and peace. And so what we can do right now is to contribute to those that expect something from the institutions and the governments to bring them back into remembrance of how we can expect the best from ourselves and how that expectation can be a declaration to self which says, surprise me. I'm willing to surprise myself, to impress myself, to be astonished and in awe of myself. Now that's what I want to speak about, but I'll speak about it. I'll speak about it through all those mediums that I just mentioned. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And uh, don't forget to click into my website and check out my services and check out how you can contribute. And... Just share and press play. Love. Welcome, everybody. I am very delighted to have you here. Today is the 20th of March. It's the spring equinox and the fall equinox in other places on Earth. I'm currently cooking a soup. And I've been shopping today for food. And uh, even though we live in a pretty wealthy country, it was notable how the shift has happened. How, how, um, well, I, I really don't want to talk about the COVID, the coronavirus. I think it's, 
I think I think it just says so much just by looking at it and 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 experiencing it and there's nothing much to talk about except you know those those who have the capacity to see they will see and those who have the capacity to panic they will panic and those who have the capacity to hold space and love and nourish and harmonize they will do that too I am in full complete trust uh, of God of the plan of what is happening right now and there's not that much to talk about except three things that I want to mention quickly before we go into this podcast we'll see what happens what happens in this podcast and and usually you know I have a theme I have an idea but then all these ideas and expectations on myself, they just weigh too heavy on my heart and my ego explodes. And then uh, I figure out that I don't know a shit about a shit and then I figure out that it's time to record. <laughs> so that's what we're doing, you guys. I need a hug, I need a hug. Alright, I'm going through stuff. Um, aren't we all? So yeah, the three things that I want to talk about that is very like obvious I would say is that one now we get to see how much the media which is the first and foremost organ in the Western society that utilizes some form of storytelling the media the mass media produces stories ongoing usually it's a repetitive story right We've had, like, war in the Middle East, and and fa famines, famines in 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 Africa, and um, child labor in Asia, and uh, uh, the rainforest being like knocked down thousands and thousands of acres in the South America, and we've had corrupt presidents in North America and we've had uh, liars and, and butchers and pirates in Europe. Like it's no news, right? It's no news. And let's not talk about Russia, right? Because they are, um, I'm sorry to say this, I'm not, I'm not the one with so much insight about the politics because I just don't want to spend that much energy on it, to be frank. But I would say Russia is actually way more honest and forthcoming in their politics than any other um, supreme, um, well, than any other state uh, that is governing the or that has been, let's say, that has been governing the masses through their influence of the economical system, which is to enslave everybody through labor, through monetary systems that puts everybody in debt that is almost impossible to get out of. I know, I've been in one for years, so I know, and I've learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you can't, you can't warn 
people about this, right? You can't warn people about this. They just have to see it. That's what I'm saying. People will see what they have the capacity to see. People will 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 uh, realize themselves in the capacity that they do. And it's there's no other option. It has to be this way. This is the way it is because this is basically the judgment day. Welcome to the Judgment Day! Tonight we're live, we're hosting live from the first quarters of the Judgment series! And we can now see people are frantic, panicking over the toilet paper and the pasta. I hope they will not eat the toilet paper and wipe their asses with the pasta. Maybe it wouldn't make that much of a difference. Probably not, you guys. I mean, probably not. I mean, back to the store. Like, I was in the store, and <laughs> I was, I mean, I'm not the one to keep quiet when things are funny, and this is just too funny. Like, it's just, I just, I had, I had to see. I had to see what people who are in shock and heavily controlled, as in zombie mode, um, what, what they purchase, what they spend their money and energy and time on, and it's, yeah, it's, it's toilet paper, but for what? Like, I don't know why, like, I don't get it, like, what's the toilet paper thing? <laughs> everybody will talk, like, five years from now, everybody will talk about the coronavirus and, and uh, how it was just a bunch of shit, because people bought so much toilet paper, if you want to read into the symbolism of that. As far as I know, I don't think that you get stomach flu from the coronavirus, so I don't think that toilet paper is that necessary. Unless you cry a lot, perhaps. Alright, enough about that. Um, so yeah, so the media is telling stories, right? And they've been telling stories for a long time. Uh, and like I said, with my short review there about uh, how things are going on, and why does the media don't talk that much about Russia? Well, because they're scared as fuck about Russia, because they're pretty open about what their agenda is, like, they will, like, basically go in there, and, like, they, they are the mafia, like, as in everybody else is the mafia, too, but they are, they are really, like, they're not uh, sweeping it under the table or under the rug about that they're the mafia, you know, they're pretty honest about that, so... Uh, well, as honest as, as they can be when they're when the piracy occurs, and it's not even piracy. I mean, pirates are pirates are little beautiful lambs in comparison to these people, people who the news are broadcasting the stories about and whom they've been broadcasting the stories about for centuries. So there's no news under the sun as far as it comes to the storyline the media has produced for us the last well 50 years or so. Of course, the theme themes are the same, and the story sometimes changes with like which characters are involved, or who is dying, and who survives, and who is guilty, and who is not guilty, and all of that shit. Um, but it's kind of the same framework, right? Uh, so, anyway. <clears throat> now... Now... This leak goes about. The coronavirus leaks out. And I'm saying leaks out because that's what I believe to be the truth. That's my truth and you take it as you will. But I definitely don't think that it's organic in any point of view whatsoever. Excuse my chopping. Or just include my chop. Chop, 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 chop. 
Um, so what else? Yes, yeah, so so we're controlled by stories, right? So we're controlled, like we are storytelling people, like humans. Humans, we have the capacity to evolve because we can believe anything. Like we are easily fooled, but we are also easily convinced. And we are easily evolved in our mind. Like we're not just simple, sim simple sheep. Like we can actually uh, be the governor of our own vessel in that way that we can inhabit our own bodies fully without any other entity or energy controlling it if we wish to. We can be our own shepherds if we wish to. Um, but there's not that many people that are aware of that fact or even knows how to because they don't see it that way. Like I said, it's the perception. The perception of our capacity. <clears throat> So, media creates story, story leaks out, uh, people are going frantic, this is a lethal mass weapon, well, the virus is not the weapon, my loves, the virus is not the weapon, the virus is a reason, an excuse to use the weapon, which is mind control, it's mind control, I mean, if you haven't listened to The Danger of the Creative Mind yet, then you should listen to that. Um, there's a podcast from the first season I did. Soon done with the shopping. Shop, shop. <clears throat> it's mind control. So people are being mind-fucked. Everybody. Like, everybody. Like, you don't even have to turn on the TV. You don't even have to have a TV. You just have to have Google or Facebook or, like, Internet access. That's all you have to do. Like... You are being programmed. We are all being programmed through our, our uh, well, little artificial intelligent um, hubs that we carry in our pockets and in our wallets and by our bed. And I am not judging it. I'm just simply saying that's the case. Like, I mean, I have my cell phone, too, close to me, like, all the time. You know? That's, that's the way that things are working right now, right? Um... So people are being really scared. And, yeah, they should be. They should be scared. We should all be somewhat frightened of how easily manipulated we are. Or our minds are. By the media. Who are basically sharing prophecies and stories, spreading prophecies and stories that are, to a large degree, not true. They're not true. They're, they can be partially true, but they're not true. They don't have the truth and interest. They have the interest of sharing information that will manipulate people to continue on purchasing what they are sharing. That's the way that consumerism works. That's the way that the world has been governed for years, you know? And now that the economy is taking a big toll because 
people are not working or they're not allowed to work even some people say that they're not allowed to work like i was visiting my parents now and uh, my stepdad he uh, is above 70 so according to the health recommendations my mom said law but it's not law um he was not allowed to go outside what say what 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 and i mean there they are there there is always two sides of the story but there is also always a third side and that's outside of the story so what i want to tell you basically before we go into whatever this will be about which i think will be about anger but we'll see um ouch is that if the stories are broadcasted and people are responding cognitively subconsciously to these stories spreading fear which many know that's the actual virus right the virus exists as well but the fear also is even more lethal right people can literally die from fear did you know that yes we can die from fear we can die from trauma we can die from sorrow we can die from grief we can die from heartbreak it's fully possible can die from stupidity and ignorance too and some might do that now and I'm not joking about it so now we get to see how easily manipulated we are but we also get to see our dependency how dependent we are on a system that is not true on a system that doesn't really benefit us we are highly highly evolved creatures we say Yet we are so dependent still. We're almost in survival mode if we don't have the system, the economical system, the global economical system, basically feeding us everything we need while we are also feeding it by labor. So we get to see the shadow aspect of that too. Which some of us have seen for years. I'm not saying people are blind. But other people might not see it that way until now. And some people might not ever see it that way. So we get to see our dependency. We get to see how easily manipulated we are. And we also get to see another point. That dependency might not be something that we want to continue on having in our life. That dependency might be the reason that we feel stressed and feel at unease and feel not at peace. And that dependency might be a wake-up call for us to understand that we can choose another reality and we can do so if we have enough of people that collectively agrees that no i do not want to be dependent on the system it is obvious it doesn't work it's an entity that is dead 
I wish to have another more healthy, stable, economical foundation for my own benefit, but also for the people that I care about. I do not wish to see my family and my kids suffering due to highly dysfunctional societal norms. So, with enough people realizing this, realizing the benefit of homeschooling, realizing the benefit of slowing down, taking a time out, realizing the benefit of growing your own food, slow cooking, reading a book, listening to each other, talking to each other, really talking about how we feel about each other, with each other, when each other, etc. Really taking the time to slow down. Once the stress has eased, well, there's going to be a collective shadow that emerges from this relief of the societal shadow and the collective shadow that will arise, that I feel arise too, is the one that we've suppressed for a very long time. And isn't it fitting then that it is? spring equinox here in the northern hemisphere and fall equinox in the southern hemisphere where things are shifting radically fast and in the in the northern hemisphere which is the western world which is the one the world that's governing um this hysteria right now most of it we get to see energetically how things that we have suppressed that we haven't had time to look at, that we refuse to look at, that we during the winter time could actually ignore. We get to see now when the light enters our bodies, when the light enters our home, when the light pushes things from the soil, from the darkness into the light, we get to see that. And it's not going to be comfortable, you guys. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be comfortable, but it's going to be so freaking necessary and such a good transformation for us all collectively to do and in the northern hemisphere sorry in the southern hemisphere we see a fall we see us we see us reclining into a receptive mode that is less forceful that is less about um survival and more about receptivity where the people in the southern hemisphere of the earth can actually receive the wave of balance that actually happens now as the entire structure of the western world collapses due to a lie which yes it has some truth in it but overall it's a lie it's it's a myth due to this belief all of it collapses, and whether or not you want to believe it, things are going to start unraveling. Because there's a massive wave of energy falling down 
from the northern hemisphere down to the southern hemisphere where the southern hemisphere that's been imbalanced get to receive the energy that we've held on to in gluttony and greed but most of all in fear so yeah people now they're holding on to what is most treasured which is obviously toilet paper and pasta no that's just this is one part that's just one part you guys So, when we are confused, it usually is anchored and rooted in fear. Like every, every single dissonant <laughs> energetical response is rooted in fear, right? Fear of separation. That's the ultimate and only and, and explicitly one and only truth behind everything. It's the root to suffering. Fear of separation. Belief in separation. Separation itself. I mean, a lot of psychologists and psychotherapists had some form of truth to it, even though they also spread a bunch of horseshit, excuse my language, amongst people. Uh, yeah, I even tried to listen to this book the other day about um, well, how, how we act in relationships to each other and how it is rooted in... in uh, yeah, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> not gonna go there. How it's how it's rooted in in child um, like upbringing and our upbringing. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Yes, of course, to a very 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 low dimensional state. That is the truth. That we have that adaptation on life due to our trauma or experience that we've had in childhood. And we've related to the world as we've been related to and as we related to our parents and our caretakers. Yes, yes, yes. I'm saying yes to that. Of course, that's a very, very primal, basic um, reference point in belief. And also in um, the way that we behave. So in behavioral psychology, for example, or just behavioral spirituality or philosophy. Um, or anthropology, but still, still, that, even that primal basic reference point, that focal point, that viewpoint of, of a child experiencing trauma due to some sort of lack of need or lack of attention is because that need stems from the need to be unified and being in unity. So if we can look at it from another point of view that is not so primal, that is not so based on the reptile cognitive mind, that is more elevated, and I'm not saying it's better, I'm just saying it can be easier. It's not better, nor is it worse, it's just more efficient. It's just more efficient, and it's just like we don't have to take a detour unless we want to. And trust me, I've taken many detours myself because I needed to learn certain things. Uh, but I've also taken a lot of quick routes towards insight and understanding. 
And this virus, for example, thing is a quick route for many people to see into themselves and into each other and be honest about what they're seeing. And um, the spring, the spring will hold so much potential for so many people. Especially due to this chaos. And yes, 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 I know a lot of people talk about how it's connected to the politics around the world, especially the um, election in the states, and connected to the, the dark world order and the new world order and all of that. Yes, that's true too. That's true too. But suddenly I woke up one day, now that the spring arrived here, with that little beautiful news about the world going into hammock. And I'm saying beautiful because, trust me, I've been waiting on this for my entire life. Like, I'm not, I'm not kidding you guys. Like, since I can first remember my dreams when I was basically three or four years old. And if you believe in, in past life remembrance or before birth remembrance. I knew the reason why I came here was to assist, to anchor hope, remembrance, faith, trust, and deliver those souls that wanted to be in connection to God. To deliver them to themselves so that they can liberate themselves. That's all. I'm a way shower. I'm a way shower. And I'm not a regular way shower as in I'm showing signs of where you should go and not. I'm one of those way showers that comes in and connects with you and allows you to truly understand your responses and reactions, but also your needs and desires, because they, they hold so much, they hold so much richness in them, our needs and our desires, what we want out of life, it's just, it's just a very, very important thing to remember, because it is, it is our purpose in life. To truly remember, like I said, why we came here. For me, the Judgment Day, the Apocalypse, yada yada, that's what I came for. I came for this change. I came for these waves of balance. Because the imbalance has been going on for too long. And we all know it. And whether or not this will be what we imagine an apocalyptic affair, quote unquote, will be. It's not about how it will look, it's about the effect and the impact and what we take with us and what we learn. Same things with everything. So when things are stirring up inside of us, we get to really understand ourselves deeper, but only if we can allow the effect, these stirrings or emotions or triggers to have its way with us. 
only if we can let go of the expectations of how to react and how to respond. And we can fully step into, and it takes time, it takes time to learn that, but fully step into a point of joy and witnessing whatever comes up. So you don't have to separate yourself from what comes up within you, as you don't have to separate yourself from what's happening in the world right now. Let's say the world has a huge perch. It's not Mother Earth that's having a perch. It's us as a collective, our system that's purging. And some people won't be able to, like, realize it's a perch. Like I said, some people will continue on in the same kind of pattern. But many people will, as they perch, realize how they actually want to change and what they want to change. And they will go about and do so. And I truly believe that this is a great opportunity for us to collectively rearrange our priorities and rearrange our beliefs and rearrange and re-empower ourselves and reinstate certain things that is basically human rights that have been taken away from us. Period. So, what was I going to do? Alright, yeah. Um, cranberry soup. That sounds good. Cranberry and apple cider vinegar. Um, and salt. So, So let's talk about, let's talk about emotions. I was, I was attempting to do, and I, I might put it up there uh, later, but I was attempting to do, and I, and, and it's almost complete actually, it's like one and a half hour podcast recording about an anger management or um, how to basically manage anger or what drives anger but I and, and it, it, it was a play on words it was a play on words as in there is nothing to manage there is nothing to manage yes of course we shouldn't like like when we're purging we should make sure to have a bucket and to be somewhat sanitary and that's the same with emotional purging when we're purging emotionally we should be considerate of how we we share ourselves with our environment. And the same, like what's going on now with the virus. What's the hygiene? What's respectful? What's considerate? And what seems to be purging might not be purging. And what one thinks is not purging is purging. So what I'm saying is that sometimes we can puke out our way of thinking and our opinions about each other that is not really stemming from the truth of what's going on. It's just purging. It's just a lot of opinions. And nothing can reach you when you're in that mode. Nothing can reach you when you are going through 
some form of vomiting or release, right? You are in that release. Something has triggered you so deep so that you are releasing. You're releasing something. And while you are releasing this, there's no use in trying to tell somebody, hey, don't puke on me, or don't bring your shit over here, or I don't know how to handle you right now, or what do you need? Like, you just need to be there for that person. But, if you can't be that for that person, if that really takes you down, then it's important, especially right now, as the whole world is going through a purge, to set up hygienal boundaries for yourself, for your own sake. Hey, don't hug me, don't kiss me, don't shake my hand. I love you, I see you, but I don't want your germs on me. Same with emotional purging. I love you, I see you. There is nothing wrong with saying that, stating that, being in that space, holding space for them, even in silence. But also stating, but I don't see how we can cooperate any further because I don't feel like we can reach each other when you are in this state. And so I'm going to be pulling away while I still love you and I still appreciate you, but I do not want to be caught in your stream of release. Especially since you're projecting it onto me. I think I'm standing in the way. You know? That, that can be said. So for example, uh, anger. Anger, anger, anger. Anger stems from grief. Grief is a realization that something is missing. It's a belief of lack. So, let me see. In that belief of lack, we realize ourselves to have believed the lies and we go into different stages of grief and one is denial and one is is anger and i don't even know all of them i should even i should i should look them up um <laughs> if you guys know let me know i know they're out there and i just don't know about them fully so i shouldn't talk about them but when we are in that stage of anger, of that, of that grieving, that stage of grief, there's nothing but to allow the anger to be. Like, why would we try to change it if it's an expression, a genuine expression of our emotional state? We can be in it and still not be of it. You see? We can allow the feelings to come through that some people call bad vibes or low vibes or, or, or dense vibes. Yes, <laughs> it's a dense vibration leaving the body. 
why are we then scared of it? That we cannot control it, that it will take us over, that it will affect our good vibes, our high vibes, our positive vibes? Please. Like, then we are not in faith of our own capacity to hold space for ourselves, to be in passion, compassion with ourselves, to be in the mode of where we are witnessing and allowing things to unfold organically. Because the divine within us is not separate from anything. The divine within us is connected to all of life, even separation itself. It was not the intention that there was going to be separation. Of course not. It's not like God was like, oh, I'm going to do an experiment right here, and I'm going to, hmm, going to chop up part of my arm and make it into different kinds of creatures, and let's see how they react to me not being their daddy and not me not being there all the time. I'm like, no, like, that's not what happened. That's not how it works. That's why God, the omnipresence, is, is never separate. It's never separate. It's always there. It's always present. It's always source. So when... When something feels angry, it can be different reasons. It doesn't have to be purge either. It doesn't have to be purge. It can be clarity. It can be clarity. It can be passion. What we think of, what we have been taught, especially in the Western world, about what anger is, is completely wrong. <laughs> I mean, we are so afraid of conflict. We don't even know how to spell it out. And I'm saying we because I am too. Like, my human part, my, my human self, is still very much insecure about certain things. And fearing certain things in life. Of course. Like, of course. But I'm with it. I'm with it. And I'm seeing it. And I'm loving it. It's a natural part of life. And I don't want to get rid of it. It can be there. It can be experienced and it's so freaking juicy and rich when we get to experience. Yes, the vomit and the shit is juicy and rich. Because it gives so much more room for that which it leaves out afterwards. I don't even know if that's correct English, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... When we're afraid of conflict, we are afraid to be confronted. And when we are afraid to be confronted, it's about fear of not being right. It's about well, lack of self-worth or lack of self-security. And wanting to accommodate yourself. And I would say lack of self-acceptance, like still believing that we have to, in a conditioned way, perform to be able to be loved. Which is not true, of course. But it's very hard enough to crack unless we can access a certain part of our awareness um, organically. Which we all can, like we all can do that, but it's 
not many people who are aware that they can, like I said, so it's not many people who know how to. And when we're ready, we will, you know, when we want to, we'll, we'll do it. There's no doubt about it, because we're naturally programmed to evolve. Anger is so rich. Sorrow is so rich. And I mean, I've seen people, I've seen friends, I've seen partners and loved ones, and even my son being scared, and, and myself too, myself too, being scared of emotions, being scared of emotional expression. Listen. One of my most beloved partners ever, I'm not going to say who, uh, while we were going through our separation, locked himself into the bathroom and because, incapaci because of incapacity to show emotional sorrow, to show grief, to, to, to cry. He was so scared of crying. And when I cried, he went numb. Like, he went, it was like blackout. It was like, hello, somebody here? No, nobody was there. Because he had been taught that it was not okay. And that's basically what I'm saying, that we've all been taught. We've, been, we've all, many of us has been taught that it's not okay to express our emotions. It's not safe to express our emotions. It's not accepted to express our emotions. And emotions are yucky and sticky and icky and not accepted whatsoever. So grief and anger, passion, being upset, being loud, uh, being inconvenient, being um, not the same, being, um, what should I say? non-conventional even, just stepping outside the box emotionally, even sometimes being very happy when you're not supposed to be happy, being excited when you're not supposed to be excited, like now for example, like when this shit hit the fan, I was so freaking excited in myself, in my soul, in my being, there was just so much joy and peace. And there still is. I have so much faith and joy and peace while now I'm also going through <laughs> like so deep emotional um, witnessing of um, a, a fear of rejection, a fear of separation myself. And I think we are all going to do that to some degree. We're all going to fear dying or losing or... Um, yeah, well, losing goes for everything, right? Losing life, losing partners, losing our job, losing our economy, losing our stability, losing our future, losing our plans, losing our minds, <laughs> losing our health, losing each other, you know? We all going to go through that form of fear, and that fear is very important to acknowledge that it's there and how much it rules us and then to be in joy and peace when you witness that and when you allow that to come forth it's really 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 good that's how we do the alchemy that's how we allow it to transform into love because the love is always there it's always present it never goes away and so, and then when you 
don't buy into your own stories when the purge is happening you feel it all around you inside of you and all through you when you realize that even though it feels like it's governing you the fear it's not you're still free and then that's the ultimate meeting between the two paradoxes and you get to be released and that is such a beautiful experience and the emotions that we can allow out now <clears throat> is perhaps emotions that we didn't allow out before because we were so boxed into societal thinking and behaviors patterns and norms and now all of a sudden it's okay to panic it's okay to be scared it's okay to be afraid it's okay to be angry it's okay to be upset it's okay to be setting healthy boundaries it's okay to trying to set healthy boundaries while setting non-healthy boundaries you know it's okay to be lost it's okay to do all that now suddenly when we are in a state of emergency and everything is crumbling all around us we can allow ourselves we have a pass to express what we formerly suppressed so this spring is gonna be very beautiful a lot of flowering you guys a lot of flowering a lot of new species coming out and uh, just yeah I'm feeling hopeful I'm feeling hopeful but we gotta take it easy on ourselves and not judge ourselves so hard and be present with ourselves and with each other and really be brave enough to not only sit back and watch what unravels but also within ourselves lean back get out of our own way get out of our own expectations and thoughts and plans and ideas and allow the release to occur so that we can imagine up a greater more prosperous more beneficial more reciprocant future for ourselves and each other. That's what I believe. So there is no anger to really manage. This was a different kind of podcast. I don't think I've done one where I've been cooking all the time while talking, you know. Now you heard me chop and I'm doing this beautiful spring Spring soup or pot that is actually ready now, and then I'm also uh, steaming some sweet potato and cauliflower. And I'm gonna do some hummus now with leek and lemon. And I've baked some gluten free vegan scones. Well, actually, it was, it was my attempt of doing corn biscuits because I just oh my god I'm like writing my book <laughs> I'm writing my second book now well I don't think it's my second book but it's like I've done like several novels before and it's I've done a, a 
book slash novel slash like artist thing that I'm that I'm done with and now I'm writing my book that is like in Swedish and it is like straight like straight from my own experience like it's just straight from my own experience so I'm writing about when I was younger <laughs> when I was younger I'm not not old not old I'm an old soul when I was younger when I lived in the US and when I worked at a, a restaurant called the Baton Rouge in Harlem and I was the only Caucasian there, only white woman in the entire neighborhood, young. Uh, I was in my 20s, like I was literally 20, I was turning 21. And, um, and they served gumbo and they served gumbo with corn biscuits. Oh my god, it was so good. Are you kidding me? And they did um, uh, buffalo wings and they did like with kaju spices, like just kaju food, like Louisianian food. Like my god, I love that food. I mean, I'm, I'm almost strictly vegetarian. Sometimes I eat meat, but then it's straight from the forest. And sometimes I eat dairy products, but then it's like specifically, specifically what I need, what my body needs, and with the care for the animals. But apart from that, I don't even eat meat, but I could do with a good barbecue. <laughs> you know, I just missed that. So I tried to make some corn biscuits, but it just didn't turn out the way that I hoped. And you know... That's the thing, right? That's the thing, right? When we're letting go of things, we gotta get out of our own way. The more we try to control it, the more we try to steer it, the less is actually happening. The more we allow for the creativity and the playfulness to occur, then there will be an underlying order to things that we don't have to rearrange. It's perfect the way it is. And even though it seems chaotic, underlying order is is the faith and the trust that comes with the connection to God and to divine unity and to that in life that just creates all the time but that creates in harmony and that balances and equalizes and harmonizes out because that's what we want right we want equanimity we want tranquility we want harmony we want unity that's what we want that's what we fear losing. So that's what we're all looking for in this eternal dance. We're all looking to go back home. We can only come home when we <clears throat> allow that which we fear the most. I'm almost scared of saying this because I fear a lot of things too. I mean, there's so many layers to fear. Like, you cannot get rid of fear. You can't just cut it away, right? You have to be with it. All the layers, all the layers down. And, and, and witness it the more you can, the more you go, the deeper you dwell in your own, in your own being, in, in the collective being, because we're not separate from each other. We are all affected by each other. Listen, I can feel how... The fear is spreading as much as I can fear how the hope is spreading as much as I can feel how the virus is affecting us as much as I can feel how this underlying current of 
order comes in and just rearranges things the way it's supposed to be. So I can feel all of that because I connect, I choose to connect, and I am connected. There's no, there's no separation. We can all sense each other, but we're not aware of it. So when we produce more fear, when we resist ourselves, when we resist the process of letting go, we kind of resist each other. We kind of like not, we're not doing each other a favor whatsoever. We're just, when one resists, the other one will too. It's the group pressure thing, right? That group pressure happens psychologically, subconsciously, on a global scale. Like, it's just global. And I mean, some scientists have proven it now. Yada, 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 yada. Do you need proof? Do you need proof? What if? What if? What if that's just the truth? What if we're just so connected that we cannot be separated? And the more and the deeper we go, if one person thinks about one person, the other person will know it by thinking about them too. We all affect each other like dominoes. So the more allowance we step into, the more creativity we step into, the more respect and honoring we step into, the more responsibility we take. The more we evolve ourselves, the higher we <clears throat> um, rise, the more liberated we realize ourselves to be on an individual level, the more you will see it in your full-on surrounding and you can see it shift day by day I'm telling you try it try it and see what happens okay you guys thank you so much for listening I hope this was an interesting episode I really enjoyed speaking to you and now I'm gonna do uh, my mixer hummus thing and continue on planning my life <laughs> and do you know how you plan your life I just figured it out. And yeah, it took me a while to figure it out because I was so scared of planning my life because I was so afraid that it's not going to go the way that I expected it to go and I was so afraid to be disappointed. Mm. Yeah, that's where I've been at for a very long time. Hi, my entire life. Like, when I was a kid... Uh, yeah, I'm going to continue with this. <laughs> when I was a kid... I realized that you can never get what you expect. Uh, well, that's not completely true. That's that's the that's the truth that I came up like. You will never get what you expect. So I believed it. So I stopped expecting things, which was in a way a good lesson to learn. But what I did subconsciously instead of stop expecting things was that I didn't that I expected the worst. Expected the worst outcome. So I didn't dare. I didn't dare to change it. I didn't dare to dream. Because I had been so disappointed in so many ways. That I just expected like the same things to happen over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying with the story? That's where we get mind-fucked and programmed into belief. That's how the stories affect us. That's how the media collapses our systems and, and puts us into fear. This is a universal occurrence. This is how we work. So once we realize that we can have fun with it and that we can play and that we can be creative in that space of playfulness, of joy, 
then all of a sudden it gets very exciting. And then all of a sudden we dare to dream again. And when we dare to dream again, dreams can come true. Dreams can come true. But don't dream anybody else's dream, right? Dream your own dream. Yeah. And you know what? I bet you, I bet you that your dream has the same foundation as everyone else's dreams. Although they might differ to some degree, but they are of the same sort. And we all dream of harmony. And we all dream of love. And we all dream of coming home within ourselves and coming home and coming into unity. And I do strictly believe that. Yes. <laughs> Alright, you guys. I love you so much. I'm going to do this homeless right now. And then I'm going to eat because I'm hungry. Okay, I hope you're wealthy, healthy, fresh, and just taking care of each other, reaching out to each other. So a lot of people are going through a lot of fear right now. And if we can be there for each other and be in allowance with each other and acceptance, we can help out each other and ourselves. So do it to your own capacity and in the form that you know the best because the time is now. Let's step into service. Let's do our best. And I love you so much. The best is always enough. There's nothing else but the best. Okay. <sighs> yes. Happy spring equinox. And fall equinox. <laughs> See you on their side.